Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review Podcast, presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you, and today is Friday, June 12th. We've got plenty to get to this week, including a recap of Leonard Fournette's march through downtown, Doug Marone explaining the team's meeting with owner Shad Khan, and 3-4 principals in a 4-3 defense with coordinator Todd Wash. Let's start with one of the most eventful newsweeks in Jacksonville in a long time. Confederate monuments are coming down in the city. An updated human rights ordinance was passed by the Jacksonville City Council. And the city later in the week won the bid for the major parts of the Republican National Convention in August, a little over two months away. The Jaguars have been a part of that news cycle again this week, but it started really last Friday during a speech on the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office steps. Wide receiver Chris Conley mentioned the Confederate monument in Hemming Plaza downtown. And in the wee hours of Tuesday morning, the statue at the top was removed by city workers, only hours before Leonard Fournette was to lead a march through downtown with Mayor Lenny Curry, Sheriff Mike Williams, and comedian Lil Duval. Here's how it sounded at the start, with Fournette addressing the crowd of several hundred from the city hall steps. I appreciate everybody coming out here, man. And most definitely, Black lives do matter. I want y'all to understand that they do matter. I want to like thank my teammates and my coaches for coming out and supporting me and supporting us. You know, uh, Duval is my second home. You know, and uh, the biggest thing I want to give out give out to y'all and like to everyone, uh, it's it's not about the flag at all. I want y'all to understand that it's about us wanting equal rights, understanding our place as young black men, because it's hard being black out here right now. It is tough. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to be that voice for people like George Floyd, George Hill, you know, Arden Sterling, guys like that. Uh, this is a big step for all of us. You know, I'm happy to see blacks and whites out here together, you know, doing this. This is a, this is a wonderful thing. And the biggest thing, I, I didn't grow up, you know, uh, being racist or my parents teaching me racism. For number one, we got to stop that shit. That shit is bad, man. <laughs> you got to. It's bad, man. And, uh, and the biggest thing, man, I just like to thank my support from my teammates for number one, uh, for Marcus, you know, who's coming out here for, for helping me. You know what I mean? And I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. And also the fans, thank y'all for coming out. I appreciate y'all. And understanding, uh, I have kids. I want you to put that out there too. My fear right now is my kids getting older, you know, getting stopped. And I'm, I'm keeping it real, and them getting shot or anything. You know what I mean? And that's the biggest fear right now. So, uh, as y'all seen, we came together, the statue's gone. It's another big thing. <laughs> it's another big thing. And uh, I want to tell y'all, man, no matter what, man, I love all y'all. Uh, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than football. So we're going to continue to continue praying, coming together, doing what we have to do to, to, to have a better generation for our kids, the next generation. And uh, Black Lives Matter, let's keep fighting, y'all. After Fournette, Mayor Curry made some remarks, and though he paused to listen to protesters who a few times drowned him out, Curry made promises for the future. I want to thank Leonard for putting this together. Um, there's been a lot of walks, there's been a lot of voices, there's been protests over the last few weeks. And I, and, we, and I hear you. And I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, let, let me, as an example, 
this is one action. There's more work to come. But yesterday, there was a Confederate monument in the park. It's gone. And the others in this city will be removed as well. We hear your voices. We have heard your voices. Number of issues, body cams, economic opportunity, infrastructure. It's a long list. I, I am going. I hear you. I hear you. I am going to formalize. I thank you. I understand the anger and frustration, okay? I hear you and I'm gonna walk with you. We walk here with Leonard Fournette. I'm, you need everybody at the table that can make these decisions. Your voices need to be heard, but then decisions need to be made by the people that can make I'm gonna introduce legislation that formally brings together the sheriff's office, the state attorney's office, the public defender, the city council, my office, with independent voices from the community as a part of that group that will be heard to help decisions. Thank you. Look forward to walking with you. Williams and Lil Duval spoke as well, and then the group marched through downtown Jacksonville together. After the march, Fournette answered some media questions about the event's impact. As you can see, got the community behind us. Also, our mayor, the players, uh, a couple of our coaches out here too. And uh, it's a big thing, man. I'm glad to be a part of this. I'm glad I could be one of the first people to bring up one of the pieces of pro protests to the city. The mayor's talking about putting legislation in place to help yeah. with this movement. Is that enough? Uh, we, we, we've been talking about it, it could be more though, you know what I mean? And, and like, as time going, we're gonna talk more and more about it, but you see, you gotta start with the little steps in order to take the big steps. So right now, he's taking all those down. That's a, that's, a, that's a wonderful start, you gotta keep going. Where do we go from here? Uh, right now, man, I want people to open up their ears and their heart and just listen and understand right now. It's all about listening and understanding. How important is an exact timeline on this action when we're talking about keeping this movement going forward? Uh, it's, it's very important right now. As you can see, uh, this is not my city, you know, it's just this little Duval city. And uh, we need guys like him to come out, support his own city, which he's been doing for years. And um, I think one by one, everything's coming together. Good for Fournette, using his celebrity in this city, not only to create conversation, but bring city leadership to the event as well. Later in the week, as promised in the op-ed piece that he wrote, Jaguars owner Shad Khan met with the Jaguars team over a Zoom video conference. And they gathered ideas and discussed plans moving ahead. Head coach Doug Marone in a media conference Friday explained what came out of that Wednesday meeting. We all know uh, our own track record and, and, and how, you know, he's been with our players. And I think that, you know, he's, he's been able to meet with players in the past individually. And he's, he's been around the team quite a bit. I would say, you know, more so in 2000, you know, last year, 2019 and, and now than, than at least in, at least in my past. And, you know, I think it's, you know, we appreciate that. We understand that, you know, he has a lot of things going on, not just, you know, not just Jacksonville, but he has made it a priority for himself, you know, to really get a, a feel and understanding. I think that, you know, him uh, taking part in that meeting is, is, is really, really part to the course of, of what, how he's done and, and things that he's done in the past. 
you know, and he's a person that's going to come in. It was a lot of thought. Uh, it was a player's platform and assistant coach's platform. Um, obviously, I have access to him quite a bit, but I wanted to make sure the players that, that didn't have that, that same type of access were able to get it. I thought, you know, there was uh, great conversations. There were, you know, things that came up that, you know, we're working on. I, I want to see where it goes first. We have a couple of, you know, action plans set in place. Um, you know, we have projects to do. Uh, I told the team, um, you know, really, you know, one of my, you know, I, I told them what my expectations were, you know, from, from when, you know, that meeting ended yesterday with the veteran players. And I told them, you know, our number one priority is, is that we, um, you know, sustain, you know, ourselves in this movement. So I talked to Marcus Pollard, you know, we're, we're building some things into our, our schedule over the summer. We'll be able to have these discussions. I didn't want to stop them. And then all of a sudden they start, you know, when we report. I think this needs to be ongoing. I think we need to be progressing, uh, and, you know, until we always come back. And then I think when we actually start, I'm actually looking at ways to, um, and I told the player this, to put things in our schedule, you know, where it's not at the end of the day where it's, you know, everybody's tired and everyone's beat up a little bit and, and it's voluntary. I'm trying to build some time during the day where, you know, we're going to be able to discuss these things because, you know, I, I don't think that this is, um, you know, something from an adversity standpoint that, that may end. I mean, it, you know, we have, you know, an election year coming on. I think there's going to be a lot going on. And I want to make sure that, you know, we as a team uh, have the forum uh, where it's open, where people can express their, you know, feelings or, or how they feel. And, you know, we can listen and be able to support them. I think those are what my expectations are. So I think you'll see things down the road, Mark, things that are, are going to come out. Uh, right now, we're, we're in the stages of really um, ideas we've had. We've taken those ideas. We put them into uh, action plans. And now those action plans are actually, you know, since that meeting have started. And you know, I think when they get to a point where we're able to say, hey, this is what, you know, we're doing and we feel that we can make change in those areas, I think those things will come out. I, I know they'll come out. <laughs> The full comments of Doug Marone and his final press availability of the offseason available now on Jaguars.com. When we return, how the Jaguars will possibly socially distance players during training camp, plus some football talk. Todd Wash explains why everyone's making a big deal out of nothing. All that and more after this. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is here to help you keep your money working hard, week in and week out. Open a yield pledge checking or money market account today and start scoring some of the most competitive rates in the country. To see how we can fit into your financial game plan, visit a financial center near you or find us online at TIAABank.com slash Jags. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. Time to talk football, or trying to get back to football at some point. There will be no on-field work in this off-season program, and the NFL announced this week that the virtual program can be extended by a couple weeks, but many teams could shut it down as early as today, Friday, June 12th. Also earlier this week, the league sent to teams some guidelines for training camps that are scheduled to start in late July. The memo included protocols for access to facilities, 
distancing in locker rooms and other team areas. It's quite a task, of course, and one that might not matter, remember, for competitive balance reasons. If one team in the league is not allowed to open training camp in their local area, then no team will. Only time will tell how that goes, of course, but as Ashwin Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton discussed on Jags Drive Time Tuesday morning, there comes a point where football has to happen to have football. I just saw on Twitter Judy Batista tweeting out that as of this week, NFL teams are going to work on keeping their locker rooms six feet apart, start spreading out lockers, getting organized for players to come back. Jaguars should be able to do that with four locker rooms, but I can't help but go back to when we played the Bills in Buffalo. I don't know how that place is going to make that happen. I'm sure teams are going to figure out a way to get the easy things done. I'm not saying locker rooms are going to be easy, but to get the off-field things done, all of this can be done off the field. You can keep guys apart off the field. You can keep the tiers apart. But, Ryan, I know we've talked about this before. What happens when they go on the field is going to be a million-dollar question because that is going to look all of a sudden very congested out there. A, uh, a friend of, of both of ours once said this when we were having lunch at the training table, and it stuck with me for 25 years, and that is that football is a game of human confrontation. And what we're seeing now is trying to remove human confrontation from society, right? I mean, not because they don't want people to be around each other, but because right now they don't. So you're trying to take away the most critical part of the game, and you can't do it. You just can't. The Jaguars and the NFL will finish the season if the COVID-19 doesn't have a second wave. But if there's a second wave, I don't know how you can keep it from spreading. Not in a game like football. You can have tears, and you can have tests, and you can put people in isolation and quarantine. And, but if this thing does what this thing does then I don't know how you play football. But they're going to try because they don't know if there's going to be a second wave. And I support that try. Go and try and do all the things that you can do. But, John, it's a game of human confrontation. And when you confront another human being, you get the good and the bad. Sometimes the bad is germs. You get the idea that as interesting and as strange as the offseason has been, hold on tight. Hold on. It's going to be an interesting ride. Catch Jags Drive Time each Tuesday morning on the Jaguars social channels. Now to actual X's and O's football. Defensive coordinator Todd Wash met with the media Friday morning, and there's been plenty of talk about the Jags defense possibly moving to a 3-4 scheme, or using more 3-4 principles at least. Wash has always said it's a 4-3 defense for the Jags, and Mike DiRocco of ESPN had the question. We're all just kind of making a big deal out of nothing with the three, four, four, three stuff. Is that kind of that would be a correct thing? statement? <laughs> so, so why why are we making a big deal out of it? What, you know, Dave said some stuff. You know, going to do some more four, uh, three, four looks, and Doug said the same thing. So, why are we blowing it out of proportion? Give me your theory there. Um, I, I think because of the way um, that we're built. You know, obviously. Um, how we drafted, you know, uh, with KC and stuff like that. You know, everybody sees him as an outside linebacker. We have not installed a different front than we've had in the past in our system in the last two years. So it's just guys playing different spots, changing some alignments. Um, but the overall structure of you're going to see the, the outside linebacker on the line of scrimmage more um, because that's the skill set of the guys that we had. 
everybody's saying a 3-4, but if you look at our system in the last two years, we've had three different front families based out of a 3-4, but nobody considered us a 3-4 um, because we ran so much over front. Um, you might not see as much over front out of us now because of the, the makeup of our, our, our personnel. And, uh, you know, so everybody will say, well, you're a 3-4. No, we're just a 50 front, and uh, we're based out of under. Part of the changes on defense this year will be at linebacker. Joe Schobert is now in the mix. He's the middle linebacker, and Miles Jack moves to the weak side. I asked Wash how that transition has gone for both. That adjustment on your defense is a big deal. How's it been so far? You know, obviously, I've had conversations uh, with Schobert and that kind of stuff. You know, he will be the Mike linebacker. Um, he's doing a really good job. The biggest transition, especially with these vets that, you know, transition to a different team, it's more verbiage than anything. Um, it, you know, for them understanding what we call things, how we adjust to things is the biggest adjustment, but uh, he's doing a great job with that. There already has a really good relationship with Miles. Obviously, my relationship with Miles, I talk to Miles a little bit more than Schober right now just because of the relationship in the past. Um, but he, he's uh, Miles is bragging about him, his leadership, um, how intelligent he is. Um, and, uh, we, you know, we obviously, you know, we look forward to him playing the Mike linebacker spot. The will, you know, I've, I've talked to Miles. Um, he feels very comfortable um, over there. I think he uh, feels a little bit more comfortable instead of making the calls. He's be, being able to listen. You know, he said a little smart aleck comment that if Schobert's slow, I'll have to go back and do it again. And I said, well, we'll, we'll deal with that later. But, uh, you know, I really look forward for him uh, being at the will spot where, uh, you know, that's a really a, a great playmaking position. You know, Telvin did a great job with that in the past. Um, and, and now, obviously, we think Miles is going to be a great will linebacker also. Always good to talk ball with defensive coordinator Todd Wash. We are almost to what we call the dead period of the offseason, so football news might not be as prevalent in the coming weeks as it might have been the last few months. It does sound like the Jags will have plenty of news outside the classroom, though, and will certainly keep you posted on any social justice matters from the Jags, and you can check it out on jaguars.com and the Jaguars social channels. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and we'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review, presented by TIAA Bank.